recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I'm Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on September 13th, 2017. I have about as much energy as Al Leiter in one inning. And the next inning, I can't stop talking. I'm telling you, he drinks or something in the Yankee booth there. It is, he, he's, he's, he's either dead or he's just completely amazed by the smallest detail. Wow. Wow. Michael, did you see that? Wow. He loves saying that, but real quick. Wow. Wow. Just listen next time. <laughs> and he's going to throw that pitch in there. Wow. <laughs> it's not that impressive. It was a breaking ball in a fucking third inning of a useless game. Oh, my God. Anyways, how's everybody doing? <laughs> um, yeah, summer's over. You know, fo- football's here, though. If you still watch it, I know that's the... Uh, that's the new I don't have a TV anymore. Uh, uh, that, that's, that's the thing. It's the badge of courage. Uh, you know, you're, you're something else. You don't watch it, whether it be for Kaepernick, whether it be for domestic violence, you know, penalties are not enough, whether it's the violence itself, which has always existed, but or whether it's the, uh, what's the other thing, the, the, the NFL lying about, you know, the concussions and all that shit. So everyone has their reasons now. Uh, I guess the first, the first week of football did not get the best ratings. First of all, the the product was shitty, which I'll get to. Uh, the other thing, hurricanes abound. Looks like those are over for the most part now. Uh, I mean, it's the, the system is still there, but I guess it wasn't really wasn't it really wasn't really wasn't as bad as uh, maybe pontificators or prognosticators is the right word uh, made it out to be. Now, I, I realize there's some people not a pot to piss in, and they're like, "Oh, really, Brian? It's not that bad? Oh yeah, that's my house. Uh, it's out in the middle of the fucking Atlantic Ocean. I, I that 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 I get it." Um, but the catastrophic loss of life, I don't think really happened the way that, uh, this doomsday hurricanes, these doomsday hurricanes were supposed to hit. So my family is okay in Puerto Rico. So that's basically all I care about. Um, and they have power, which I know the earliest prediction with that was they could have power could be out for four to six months, which if I have, don't have power for like four to six minutes, it's, it's a uh, catastrophic. So I know my wife's grandmother only cared. I mean, obviously, electricity goes hand in hand with this, but only cared about the AC. I want the AC. I want the AC. So, everyone, she has her AC. So, now she is someone that is not watching football. I can tell you that. So, let's go over real quick. And in the past, if you listen to the podcast, if you're new to the podcast, well, you'll find out. But if uh, if you listen before, I go through all the games, give you all the stats. You know what? I, I've realized that that's just it's patronizing because you don't give a shit. And you know what? It, the, the stats are days old. And no one's going to listen to this and go, oh, A.J. Green got 186 yards? Brian, Brian, great job. I thought he had 174. Wow, that, that's really impressive. So we'll just go quickly through the games. The first game of the week was the, what, what was it? It was the, uh, what was the third, what was the original game? Jeez, I can't even remember. Um, oh, it was the, oh, the pa- Patriots and Chiefs. Well, that was interesting. Um, you know, Patriots uh, didn't play well, so whatever. I'm not going to give it, didn't you just say you're not going to do all this analysis? I guess the games that stuck out for me. Obviously, you see Tony Romo in the booth, which everyone has to comment on. I, th- I feel like people think they're smarter when they talk about, like, announcers sometimes. And I'm guilty of it, too, honestly. I'll be the first one to say I'm guilty of it. But there's something where they feel, like, this wholesome, warm feeling, like, just giving your opinion on how somebody does something. Like, oh, you know, Tony Romo, I mean, he's really looking good in the booth. Yeah, he sounds like any other fucking person that I don't even think about who it is. Uh, okay? That, that's how great he is. I mean, I didn't think he did anything bad. He sounded like any other person. Everyone likes to have their comments with that. I don't know what it is. Well, look, he's so cerebral. Look, he's a former athlete, and he's smart. That's another thing. What is wrong with people? Why do they always do that? They, they, again, that's the warm, special feeling. Oh, yeah, he's, 
you know, he did you see that touchdown he threw? Oh, was, I mean, it was right on the money, right through the defenders. And he's smart. Yeah, he is. He's he's real smart. What do you care? I'm not asking him to do trigonometry for me. Who who gives a shit if the guy's smart or not? I don't know. The, maybe I, I don't know. You don't know anything, Brian, do you? But this UPS guy speeding around here. I, I was not uh, happy with what I just saw. There's going to be sternly. Uh, there's not going to be anything. But he's really smart. Um, and then we saw on uh, <laughs> in that Patriots Chiefs game, Al Michaels. Listen, he's one of the best. Oh, Brian, now you're commenting. Oh, you think you're so smart? Yes, I do. But there's something I had to bring up with him. Uh, <laughs> he is so done with reading promos, and he did it in the Sunday night game too with the Giants and uh, Cowboys. He's so done. There is he's getting to Francesa like level where he has no interest, no business. These promos, yeah, yeah, watch this later on. I mean, even the Red Cross advertisement for Houston that's flooded. He's like, yeah, yeah, so, uh, you know, donate to the Red Cross. Uh, people really need their help, and, uh, you know, so check that out. Uh, all right, back to the game. All right, so, it's just like, Jesus, oh, quite the transition there, Al. But uh, was there anything else that really shocked me? Anything really, any, anything really grab you on Sunday? Let me go through these games here. Jets stink, we know that. Uh, da, 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 da. The Raiders look like world beaters. I guess the, the Titans were supposed to be good. Uh, Falcons barely won. And da, 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 the rest of this stinks. And I guess, yeah, I took the over in that Packers-Seahawks game. That worked out well. Uh, we'll go to the Cowboys and Giants. And local teams, obviously. Uh, the uh, Giants and Cowboys. Uh, man, those Giants did not look good, obviously. Uh, you see on Twitter, before they even got through, the NBC got through announcing the offensive line where they do their little thing. Yeah, Johnson, Iowa State. Which, I don't know what it is. Is that just because we get to see like people with their helmets off that it's some sort of cool thing? I could do without that. You could just throw the, throw the graphics up there. I mean, it's just an opening for guys to act like jackasses, which I totally would on my own. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, I'm from this school. Um, but the Giants look like shit. They were missing their best player, obviously, Odell Beckham who uh, tried to give it a go before the game, but could not. He had a uh, injured, was it ankle? But that did not stop him earlier in the week before because... In Beckham's defense with this, you can take it with a grain of salt. It's from page six of the New York Post, this report that Odell Beckham... Thursday before the game was uh, engaged in one of those hardcore, and listen, I'm in them all the time, those engaged in a hardcore dance-off uh, with Russell Westbrook in the meatpacking district in New York City. So, uh, you know, ankle injury, and you're just dancing up, you know, boogie-woogie, right? Yeah. What a clown, I, if that's true. What a clown. And I'll tell you, the Giants, Giants, Giant, the Odell Beckham defenders will go to their grave defending it. Listen, no, the way he dances, and I watch him dance a lot, he doesn't push off on that ankle. He doesn't. He doesn't. No, that's not true. That's not true. He was a clown, and they needed him. 19-3. to Eli looked terrible. The defense actually looked decent. I mean, you held a, a good offensive team in Cowboys to 19 points, especially, and 16 of those were in the first half. They only... I mean, it really wasn't really wasn't much of a game that second half. I mean, there were six total points, uh, but Christ Almighty, Odell Beckham. Oh man, he, he really takes things seriously. I really like him. I, he he's really someone that I want on my on on a team. However, once he gets on the field, it's a different story because the Giants need him. So, anyways, uh, what else is there? Anything else in football that I really want to talk? What's this? 
Watch RG3 dominate and pick up basketball. I know. I don't think I will. I don't need to look at that. Uh, that's not interesting at all. I will not do that. I refuse. Da, da, da. No, okay. That's good. We can move on from that unless there's something else that I wrote here. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, well, we do have to get into this because this, this was a big, uh, big, big, big thing to talk about this week. And that was the final game of the week, the second Monday night game. And that was the Chargers versus the Broncos. And it really, I don't even, I didn't even watch the game. I, I, I actually saw the, the like 10, 15 seconds that everyone is talking about. I actually witnessed. I'm like Francesca here. Yeah, I, I saw it. I saw it. Uh, I remember this. But so you had Beth Mowens, 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 which uh, she's the first woman to do. Is it Monday Night Football or an NFL game? I think it's NFL game. Uh, be the lead play-by-play person, which I I don't know anything about her. I don't watch college football. I guess she's like a regular mainstay in college football. Uh, I didn't think she was. There's was anything wrong with her. I mean, yeah, you're gonna go on Twitter. You're gonna see the fucking thing. Oh, you know, go back to the kitchen, make me a sandwich. Oh, I'm hungry. Make dinner. Uh, shouldn't you be doing laundry? Uh, the only critique I have of her, isn't this, talk about the hypocrisy. Uh, didn't I start this podcast off by saying, why does everyone have to have a comment with how announcers are? Uh, well, I'm going to continue it. This is, that's the beauty of the Red Ticket Blues podcast. Remember to leave a review on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google, YouTube Play. Uh, and follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 at Red Ticket Blues. Uh, she, the only thing with her is she tries to sound like every like cliche corny guy, like with that fake Howard Cosell voice. Like, here we go from the first and 20. <laughs> Stop. Just fucking call the game, man. I, I, I don't understand that. Her partner in the booth, the color guy, which is Mr. Uh, Rex Ryan, former coach of the Bills and Jets. He's awful. He's got awful. He should be removed immediately and not put on any games. He is, he is terrible. But the big thing that everyone was talking about uh, was Sergio Dip who was the online sideline reporter, which, listen, let's be honest, most sideline reporters give us absolutely zilch. There's nothing from any of those, unless it's an injury, like I've said before. Unless it's an injury, no one gives a shit. And in this day and age, we'll probably get the injury report on our phone before, you know, we go to the sideline. But uh, I guess I'd never heard of him before. Um, he works for ESPN. I guess this is, this was his first shot of doing a game. And, you know, it's English is his second language. And he breathed like this. Now, I will be completely honest, because I'm awesome. Uh, I didn't think it had anything to do with his language. And my wife, who's a native Spanish speaker, just looked at me and goes, what did we just watch? And I go, I think that guy, I, 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 his name's Sergio Dip. Do you think it's, you know, language related? She goes, I don't think so at all. I think the guy just got really nervous in a big spot and he made a fool of himself. Now, of course, because people want to say, "Oh, oh English isn't his second isn't English isn't his first language." Give him a, give him slack, and then you have people come back and they say, "Learn the goddamn language." And Bob Lee comes out, the most sanctimonious of the most sanctimonious of ESPN, telling everyone he's my friend. Oh yeah, I tried to do soccer in Spanish and I couldn't do it. I went back to English. Well, you know, you are just so fucking wonderful. I mean, you you are so that, that's so much courage. That's so much courage. I don't think it had anything. I think the guy, but ESPN actually made it worse by never going to him again. That was like in the first quarter. They never went to him again. Talk about making a story, a bigger story. It didn't make any sense to me. But so that was uh, just week. That, that was part one of how everything is, is becoming politicized. And uh, because obviously the big one, let's get into that. Enough of the, uh, enough of ESPN. I don't even know what the context NFL. I don't even know what the context was with uh, Jamel Hill the co-host of the Sports Center show. But she just went off on somebody on Twitter saying that, you know, 
Donald Trump is a uh, white supremacist, uh, he's racist, yada, 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 he's the worst president of my lifetime, and, you know, just a lot of stuff like that. And, you know, Jamel Hill's been warned before. Uh, I think she compared uh, rooting for the Celtics as like rooting for Hitler. She said that Boston is the grand, the gold standard of racism. Uh, she said something about uh, Calipari, and, like, like Saying, I forget what she referred to Calipari as, but you know she's made comments. She's been suspended, um, and this one was this one's strange because, first of all, it's ignited like you wouldn't believe. You have Sarah Sanders, is that her name? The White House publicist now saying that you know Jamel Hill should be fired. It's just the idea, Jamel Hill is now the topic of conversation. With everything is coming together, and and, and I don't like it. I, I I don't care about any anybody's social or political opinions. If you're like in sports media, I don't care. I don't care. It's like I go on Twitter to like see sports stories going on. It's like they so and so responds to Jamel Hill. Oh, Sergio Dip scandal. When will it end? You know, it, it, well, it's not a scandal, but you know what I mean. It's just oh god, it just. What are we even talking about anymore? So ESPN said that they've talked to Jamel. They know that she will not repeat it. I don't think she should be fired. And whatever your thoughts on Donald Trump, you fucking, you shouldn't be saying that. I'm sorry. It's, it's, <laughs> and you know, it's, it's Twitter. So everyone wants to jump. She, she said the truth. She's allowed to, you know, I, yeah, I could go into a place of business and start saying this stuff, but you know, that's really not, uh. Even if you you work with a bunch of lefties and you hate Donald Trump, it's still, it's it's not uh, it's not good. Uh, it's 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 not something that you want. Now, listen, maybe this was her plan all along. Maybe we'll get some attention because is there has this show had any more attention than from all the stuff leading up to it? All the all the uh, you know advertisements on ESPN. The only attention I ever hear is the low ratings. I mean, and it gets terrible ratings. So now the whole the whole country is talking about this show. Maybe people will watch it now. So ESPN said that the, the tweets are still up, though, by the way. She hasn't removed those tweets. I think she should have been suspended, not fired. Uh, just because you have to, you, you can't have a circus like this with people yelling stuff like that. If you're going to be an actual employer, especially, I think a lot of Republicans probably watch ESPN. You know, a lot of probably Trump supporters watch ESPN. Now, in the long term, though, ESPN has viewers by the, by the short hairs. I mean, when they have games... Now, they can skip all the other stuff. But when you have games, live sports on your station, guess what? You got them. You got them. Got them. You got them. There's nothing you can do about it. You have to watch them. So people say, I'm boycotting ESPN. Okay. Are you are you a college sports fan? Are you, like, boycotting all those basketball games, all those football games, all those NBA games, all those all those Monday night games? I mean, are you really? You really? You're boycotting. I'd like to see how that works. And then, listen, more power to you if you want to do it. If you can do it, good for you. I'm proud of you. But good luck with that because it ain't working. Uh, I will tell you someone that I will boycott, and that is the least funny human being on the planet, and he is now joined in on this Jamel Hill thing. Uh, he's just, he just piggybacks on anything, and that is Mr. Michael Rappaport. That guy sucks so much, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast, how bad he is. Yeah, he is now a Barstool crony, uh, and you've heard me rip Barstool on this podcast a million times. I will take any Barstool personality over Michael Rappaport any day of the week. That guy has, he still continues to just exist, and I don't understand why. He has been a punching bag in like African American movies for years. Now, I'm sure someone will go, oh, well, you missed this movie. He, he was excellent. Maybe he was. I, I don't know. I only remember him as just a clown that the black people would laugh at in primarily black movies. I mean, he was a typical token white guy who would just be a clown. Uh, what's the other thing I can think of? He was Remy. 
where you paid a white supremacist in uh, higher learning. Uh, I guess he's got that. But his sports views, he, he, I have seen beheading videos that are funnier than Michael Rappaport. He is, he is so bad. But he's jumped in, Jamel, we're with you. And, you know, he had some sort of big, like, poetry rap thing. I, I, I almost feel like people, it's almost like the first take, an undisputed crowd. Like, people get all worked up about those, those shows. I've never met anyone in real life that actually watches those shows. I've never met anyone in real life walking down the street anywhere that says, you know who's funny? <laughs> Michael Rappaport. I've never heard that. He has like 500,000 followers on Twitter. I don't get it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But life isn't fair. Life isn't fair when Michael Rappaport is making money off being funny and has 500,000 followers. It's just it's not fair. It's not fair. I just want to dance, right? Jesus, come on, right, Odell? Baseball the Yankees boy it almost just blew it with uh, Chapman coming in. Uh, Chapman is it's not fun to watch, man. He 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 walks a guy who has like five career at bats to lead off a one run game in the ninth against the Rays today, and then strikes outside after that. So uh, that's that's what he can do. That's what he does. Also gave up a run the inning before, but anyways, Yankees really just staying in that three and a half to four and a half game range with the Red Sox. They're keeping that pace also with the wild card. This is my prediction with the New York Yankees. Uh, I think they will make the wild card game and they will lose in that, just like they did a few years ago with the Astros. I think that is what's going to happen. They are too inconsistent to get back into this race with the Red Sox. Either the pitching, they are all around inconsistent. All around. I mean, I'd say what the starting pitching is probably, if you're going to choose one of them, probably the most concrete, but still, I don't have a lot of faith in any of them. So, but I have enough faith for them to win ball games, obviously, where they're going to make the playoffs. But that, that's what I look at. So, you got the Indians winning 21 games in a row. That's great for whatever that means. I mean, they're going to win. The, you can win as many games as you want now. The season's almost over, and no one gives a shit about your winning streak. That's the way I look at it. It's quite impressive. I'm very impressed. I'm, I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed. I, I go to bed every night saying, oh, wow, that's impressive. <laughs> you know, right as I'm about to fall asleep, I just laugh and go, wow, yeah, 20, 21 games. Yeah, that's impressive. It's a streak. But. Anyways, so we'll end it here. Yeah, sh- shorter podcast. I-, I got things to do today. I got a lot of I, I got a lot of things to do. Just back the fuck off. Um, and that is, there was an article today. Uh, I don't even know what publication it was actually in. Uh, let's see. Let's see if I can find it here. No, before before I get to the last thing, the, the other thing I want to talk about today that was pissing me off is I knew it was coming. I almost wanted to pretend it didn't. It wasn't coming. But uh, you know, Harrison Ford hopes to start filming Indiana Jones five in two thousand eighteen. Now. I saw he's in some sort of uh, Blade Runner movie, you know, and he, I see the, I see the commercial and he's like beating people up and it's, <laughs> dude, you're like seventy something years old. Stop. We don't need action movies. Like it's first of all, I realize it's Hollywood and it's it's a story. It's not real, but it's so unbelievable. Stop it. Stop it. If you're going to be Indiana, if we're going to do the Indiana Jones thing now. You need to do that from like a small solarium as you're reading, looking out over a pasture, drinking a fucking cup of tea. That that's the way that goes. And maybe you know, maybe one scene where you like say like a you know some sort of line from one of the other movies, some some one liner, and you crack a whip and whatever. But like this idea of that he's going to be in another movie, he's, he's hoping to do. He just got the script. Just ruining a franchise like that, ruining the franchise. Now I'm sure the Star Wars geeks out there probably said the same thing. When uh, they you know they rebooted everything, but the uh, 
Crystal Skull, the fourth installment of Indiana Jones, was uh, horrendous. I guess at least Shia LaBeouf isn't going to be back. I guess him and Spielberg butted heads. So at least that is not happening. So, uh, But I don't know where the article was. I guess I can look it up here. Um, but what I was going to close with, and that is with our friendly neighborhood bodega. And if they are in extinction. Uh, I will say this. So let me let me tell you about the first before I get into my comments. Uh, we will get in. We will what it talks about. It's in Fast Company, which uh, oh geez, I was gonna say never heard. Don't you love when like idiots like me, nobodies go. Oh, I've never heard of them. Well, you know, I was gonna say Fast Company, never heard of it. Yeah, well, they have two point two million followers on Twitter, Brian. So official Twitter Twitter feed for the Fast Company business media brand, inspiring readers to think beyond traditional boundaries and create the future of business. Wonderful. So they had an article today about basically the plan of some people. I guess they're going to start throwing, you know, start launching them on the West Coast here near San, in the Bay Area, um, which is perfect. Uh, but the plan is you're familiar with the bodega, right? Because you love saying the word bodega. You just love it. Uh, just a small mom and pop store that sells little odds and ends, stuff that you need in a pinch. You're not going to go to a grocery store for things like that. And that's basically they've decided. Well, why let this let these people do this when we can create our own? So they've created this idea that they're going to have a little box, a box inside, you know, gyms, apartment store, apartment stores. What the fuck is an apartment store? Apartment buildings where it would almost be like a vending machine. I mean, you would pay with your phone, do that, and listen. Uh, well, it may destroy the traditional bodega or corner store, as it is called. Uh, it's a pretty great idea, and I, I can't say that. I can't say that enough. I mean, it is an ingenious idea. Uh, ingenious? Well, well, Brian, you didn't think of it. Yeah, exactly. So it is ingenious. Um, here's the thing with Bodega and Corner Store. The, these stores have existed for, I think I was reading, yeah, I guess they sort of started more in the 50s and 60s in inner cities. Um, if you're from that area, go ahead and use that term, Bodega or Corner Store, as much as you want. However, there is a... A population that feels as if they are more hip, more urban, more down with whatever, uh, when they use those words. It, it's, it comes across as so fake and so phony. Yeah, I moved to the city from Idaho. Uh, you know, I went to NYU and I've been in the city now for two years. And uh, I just love my neighborhood. I love my, my corner store bodega. It's just like, okay, stop. Stop it now. You don't get to call it that. Now, why do I make the rules? It just sounds phony. Now, like, I had, it, it comes across just reeking to be accepted. Look at me. I, I went to a place, and, and there is this, and maybe I can be proven wrong with this. There is also this in the article, or or people on Twitter more so, this, like, sense of, like, coffee shop, like, dive bar sort of thing about a bodega um, that people said, you know, if they get driven out, they won't be able to do this. You won't get that home comfort, the feeling you have. You know, I went to school in New York City and I uh, lived in New Haven. So I had these little stores. I never called them bodegas. I called them stores, you know. But the only time I ever went there was to buy Lucy cigarettes because I didn't want to buy a whole pack. I mean, in my past, the only times I've ever gone to a bodega or a corner store was to get things you need in a pinch, uh, things I couldn't purchase because I was too young, cigarettes, cigars. And, uh, you know, it's maybe illegal stuff, you know, you want some porno. There you go. I mean, you know, maybe not, a, you know, same thing is, or, or a place where you can, I, I never did. I'm not going to lie. I was going to say traditionally, you know, sometimes you can find weed there, but I, I never went to a bodega and look for weed. I, I will say that, but in New Haven, I'd buy the Lucy cigarettes all the time. I try to stop and I'd just say, yeah, give me, give me one, give me a Lucy. 
and they they always thought I was like working for like the cigarette commission or something when I come in like coming out of out of work like all dressed up. I'm like, yeah, excuse me, one Lucy. They're just like, hmm. Sometimes I'd see them be, like, yeah, we don't have any. If it was a guy I wasn't familiar with, and the next person would get a Lucy, and then I'd be like, oh come on, stop it. I'm not busting you here. Just give me a goddamn cigarette. Um. So yes, I I used to buy Lucy's. Is that is that is that what you're laughing at right now? Are you still laughing at that? Yeah. Okay. Um. But the idea though. Uh, the idea that they the, that they are this like big community thing where like everyone hangs out just seems far fetched to me. Now again, maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe I'm little Brian from the suburbs and I don't understand the community feeling that it is at a bodega. I'm completely possibly possibly people just like saying it though. People like saying bodega or or corner store. I used to work with a ton of people. You just love to say, oh yeah, you want to go get something? Go down to the corner store. It's just like you know, other things exist on corners that we don't attach them to. I'm gonna go go get some food at the corner store. Uh, oh, you mean stop and shop? Uh, yeah. I mean, whatever, man. I just fucking. I grew up in the suburbs where there was one. If there was any bodega, it, it was this. It was called Kenny's, and Kenny was like a throwback. Looked like a guy down on his luck, but he still dressed like he was like really proper. He dressed like a proper milkman from like the fifties, like from like some sort of white black and white television show. He had the white shirt. Uh, he had the tie huge huge sweat stains and always a flat top haircut like he was johnny unitas huge cigar always chomping on it and he had a big store he had he brought in all his fucking you know crumbums and degenerates from around town and they all held court there they all had chairs they all sat there you know week old sandwich probably more than a week of the sandwiches in that place flies all over them completely exposed no deli thing there and again you know i think there was a cat or a dog in there usually and uh, always with the cigar, always with the cigar, no tax on anything too. the old time, uh, old time cash register where it was, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the kind of place where you'd go get baseball cards and you get the gum out and you may need to go to the dentist afterwards. Uh, I think some of the memorable times that I can think of were, uh, when, when basically I think he yelled at us for looking at a bunch of playboys and told us to get the hell out. Uh, then one time we went in there to go get a bunch of cigars, uh, clearly under 18, and I think my friend went to purchase it, and he's just like, nah, nah, not happening today. He's like, Kenny, I'm good for it, man. I'm good for it. Yeah, yeah, you're good for it. Get the fuck out of my store. And he chased us out of there with a broom handle. Uh, so yeah, that, that's my bodega, I guess, uh, experience. Kenny's. Kenny's, I think he ran for mayor, too, the town I grew up in. Did not win. Uh, it's just a shame. They, unfortunately, they'd all, you know, they closed it, turned it into a laundromat, and I think the laundromat burned down last year, so... Those are the memories I'll always live with. Kenny's. Kenny's in Westbrook, Connecticut. Oh, man, you were something. <laughs> That's my bodega. Please don't take my Kenny's away. That's the podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. Um, like the show on iTunes, tune in radio. Or, oh, follow, you know, follow the show. Jesus Christ. Subscribe to the show on iTunes. Tune in radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, the whole deal. Um, leave a review. Thank you very much. With all that being said, I love you so much. I will see you next week, hopefully with some better football. All right. All right. Thank you so much. I love you. With all that being said, I'm out here. Right outside, I get a crowded, lonely life. I waited so long for my.
I'd ask the world to dance, I'd be dancing.